Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And we are live. Good morning, everyone. It's the notorious, glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco, where we bring you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter at the Rogue Money, Rogue Money on Facebook, DTube, Steam it, every single podcasting app known to humanity. We are there. We are there. We are there. You can also uh, check us out on Apple News as well as iTunes. And with that being said, El Cuco, what is going on, sir? Hey, V. Uh, hi, how are you today? Uh, just amazing weekend, a lot of fun, a lot of great time. So I'm um, doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm recovering. I'm recovering from my trip to Indiana. That's where Cuco's from. <laughs> <laughs> great time. For those that didn't know, I was, uh, I was in uh, snooping around in Indiana uh, with my main man, El Cuco. We were uh, taken into some uh, skydiving. Uh, we sky- skydove from uh, 30,000 feet uh, with a bunch of Navy SEALs, and uh, we uh, parachuted into a neighbor's pool. It was uh, quite amazing. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just joking. No, we had a lot of fun. It was great to hang out with Kuko and his family. Um, wow. It, what a great city Indiana is. Just amazing. It, uh, it makes me realize how, how, uh, how sold short I am in New York. Um, it makes you realize how the state uh, literally rapes you uh, with, uh, with you know, um, taxes and regulations and this, that, and the other here in uh, the great state of the Rotten Apple, a.k.a. New York. But it was good. Had a great weekend. Um, saw a lot of things. Uh, did a lot of things. And uh, now I'm back in the saddle, man. I'm just uh, sipping on some dark roast. And getting ready to start the week, Kuko. How was your Memorial Day, by the way, man? I was I was in the car driving. You know, the funny thing is, folks that don't know this, I was supposed to fly out, and uh, last minute canceled my tickets with Southwest because you know all the issues that Southwest has been having in terms of people getting sucked out of windows during flight, uh, you know, parts of the fuselage coming off, and uh, depressurization, and all these other things. So I was like, you know what? I, I like living, and uh, I want me and my family to live. I don't want any sort of ha- hassles. We just, you know, rented a, a large uh, luxury X SUV and just drove down. It was totally comfortable. But now, now I'm tired, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of windshield time. That 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 is a lot. But um, yeah, it's weird that the airlines have been kind of plagued lately with different incidents happening. And and I think that you nailed it when you talked specifically about the fatigue that these yeah. planes have been under and the uh, the mass amount of airtime that they see and. Uh, are they reaching uh, the the point V where it's it's time for major overhaul or complete replacement with some of those things? Absolutely correct, my man. I think um, a lot of a uh, lot of American companies, a lot of uh, especially the airliners, the regulations in airlines, you know, they're uh, you know wanting to, especially the fuel costs. I mean, it is expensive running an, an airplane. Okay, it's expensive operating an airliner. Uh, the way you make money, 
Okay, the way you make money is you have to keep the plane running. If the plane is not in use, it's costing you money. So you want to keep it running as much as possible. Okay, that's how you turn profit in the paper thin margins of air uh, of the airline industry. But the downside is this, folks. See, every single airplane that's made, there's a given amount of airframe hours built into it. Okay. And when it reaches that threshold, those planes need to be taken down. They need to be overhauled, okay, and um, and rebuilt. And the, and and that's how you restore the structural integrity of the entire fuselage of the plane. And when you start hearing stuff like, oh, you know, fan blades were coming off this, that, and the other, well, those fan blades were supposed to be serviced. Uh, the, the engines are supposed to be serviced in a way that you're supposed to catch those things, you know? Uh, when you service an airplane for for complete overhaul, what you're doing is you're hitting it with ultrasound, you're hitting it with x-rays, you're looking for structural weaknesses. These things should have been caught. When you have uh, stuff like you know panels coming off of a plane or depressurization happening, this is these are all instances of of airframe fatigue. A lot of it comes down to airframe fatigue, and that's what we're seeing uh, in a lot of airlines. So it's it's a uh, you know I mean they'll fix it. But, you know, it's just my whole thing is I don't, I don't want to be in a flight where, you know, something happens and, uh, you know, it, it becomes an issue. So that's why I drove. And it's not that bad of a drive either, you know, especially if you're in something comfortable, you're good to go. But I mean, yeah, it's good quality I, time, good, good quality family time, you know, yeah. talk about things, get some time to <clears throat> to relax a little bit. I on Memorial Day, I went for a huge hike with my my boys and just out in nature and. We didn't have cell phone coverage at all, which was really was kind of nice. So I didn't even take my uh, my phone with me. So we went like on this hour and a half hike. And long story short, like the next day, I was paying for it. My my hips were sore, my knees were sore. <laughs> and these are serious hikes. These aren't like you know just it's a little trail. These are like I think we climbed probably well over five hundred stairs. It was it was uh, amazing getting out there in nature, just kicking back and and just completely unplugging for for a day. V. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know the 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 funny thing is also is, <laughs> you know, it, it's it, getting older. So I think it, it's so important for all of us to uh, uh, obviously take care of our health. Yeah, people say take care of health, right? But that's such an overarching, general, non-specific type of statement. I think one of the things that we need to revisit, and I'm somebody who's uh, right now I'm probably in the worst shape of my life, and uh, I got to get back in the gym get myself tightened, cinched, and look like a, a Greek god inside of 60 days. And it can be done. It can be done. The most important thing is structural alignment. Like, how many of us, like, you know, we focus on weight loss, we focus on just health, right, in terms of, I don't know, a cholesterol target or a blood pressure target or something like that or a blood sugar target. We often forget the most important thing, which is our musculoskeletal alignment, okay? I was so jacked up from years of deadlifting, powerlifting, uh, bodybuilding. I I had all sort of, my spine is contorted differently. It has a little bit of a twist in it. My hips were jacked up. Uh, my knees were screwed up. My elbows were jacked. My shoulders were messed up. I mean, you name it. I had so much overuse injuries. It was ridiculous because you know, eventually over time, you lose musculoskeletal alignment those alignments are, are gone. And that's something that's not going to be put back with chiropractic work. It's not going to happen. You know, no matter sub, no, no matter how many times you get on a chiropractor's table, you're not going to screw you're not going to get that fixed because they're not trained in that. They're not trained in it. 
that's why it's like for something like that where you want to get the proper firing order of every single joint, every single tendon, every single ligament, every single muscle to be aligned properly. Folks, there is nothing better. And I recommend if you haven't done so already, there's a guy that I that I listen to. I love his podcast, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof Radio. Love Dave. Uh, love his work. It's good stuff. Okay. It's good listen. And uh, that's where I got the idea for Bulletproof Coffee, where I take uh, a tablespoon of grass-fed butter uh, and a tablespoon of coconut oil, and I blended it up and have it, you know, have that, you know, pour my coffee in there and blend it all up and have a delicious, um, you know, latte, and it tastes fantastic. Um, but apart from uh, from that, you know, he had a guy on uh, from a clinic called the Igoscu Clinic. And I've been going to the Agoscu Clinic for the last, oh, four to, I mean, six to eight weeks I've been going there once a week, uh, whenever I can, especially with my crazy schedule. The level of difference it's made for me is incredible. And it was developed by this guy named Peter Igoscu. This guy was a, uh, a Vietnam veteran, a Marine, who was so jacked up, so physically messed up that when he went to the doctor, the doctor said, ah, you're not going to function. You're going to be living with pain. He got pissed off, turned over the doctor's table, and then uh, literally walked out of there. I guess you just can't say no to a Marine. Marine doesn't take no for an answer. So he hit the books and uh, studied the human anatomy uh, like a madman. He studied anatomy. He studied uh, uh, every single muscle from you know origin and, and insertion to range of motion. Um, and then when he studied all of this, he figured out, hey, man, I can correct all of these with uh, corrective exercises without requiring surgery. And so that's how the Egoscu technique was born and um, it has revolutionized the lives of millions I mean, venus and serena williams uh the they use Igoski. a lot of professional athletes use it, the Igoski technique tony robbins is a huge proponent of the Igoski method and i will tell you right now i am too uh if you want to avoid surgery you want to if you think you know you got to go quietly into that night uh, think again uh, it gives you a new lease on life and my hips and my back are getting to a level where I'm like, okay, this is feeling great. I can start utilizing this and uh, get myself back in action. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, my little plug for Egoscu. <clears throat> so <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's what I recommend. Find you know, go to egoscu.com. That's ego, uh, e g o e g o s e g o s c u e Egoscu. Yeah, that's how you spell it. Egoscu. Google it um, and go find a, if you have a place near you, go find it. Go find it. Go get yourself fixed. If you don't have a place near you, I think they have like um, online stuff they can do for you. Uh, check them out. They're, they're pretty damn amazing. Do a computer assessment on your, your entire skeletal system. Uh, make sure you're aligned properly the whole nine yards. So that's my take on it, man. That's my little uh, V's morning after Memorial Day health advice. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh man, what we got going on today, man? What we got going on today? We got well, it's going to be a busy week with Rogue to start things out. So obviously, you know, Rogue mornings today. We we do have London Paul. We're not going to disappoint. London Paul is joining us to at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, yeah. and then also tomorrow, heading into Wednesday, uh, we do the morning show, and then we also have uh, Jim Willie uh, joining us awesome. on Wednesday at 10 a.m. So yeah, busy start to the beginning of the week. Um, you know. A lot going on. Obviously, there's never a dull moment in the uh, the Empire of Chaos. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never a dull moment, man. Yeah, and we're we're learning a little bit. V, 
that uh, India has decided that they will, you know, not follow uh, the U.S. sanctions, you know, on, on Iran, and this continues the uh, the divide that's occurring, you know, not only in the EU but now, you know, India uh, is stating that they will will not follow those as you know India continues to uh, deepen their relationship with Iran and specifically with you know with energy, uh, the amount oh, yeah. of trade they do. I mean, look at that. You know, those are some, those are some pretty you know, solid numbers as far as you know bilateral trade between India and Iran amounted to over twelve point nine billion in twenty sixteen seventeen. Uh, India imported 10.5 billion, mostly in crude oil, and then exported 2.4 billion. So again, we're we're looking at this a uh, little bit of uh, I won't call it isolation, but in terms of you know unilateral uh, decisions uh, geopolitically. So it's it's interesting times indeed. Absolutely correct, man. This is uh, <laughs> look, you know, it's funny the whole thing with the Iran sanctions, right? And uh, I can't wait to have London Paul on because he's got some stuff that he, he was going over with with uh, with Q and WikiLeaks and all that other stuff, which is pretty pretty eye opening. And it's a lot of things that you and I, CJ, have been suspecting for quite some time. Um, the whole thing with Iran, okay, the whole thing with Iran, folks. I've said this a billion, billion, billion times. I've said this. Jim Willie has said this. London Paul has said this. And. What it is is this, okay? You cannot isolate a trading partner of China and Russia. You can't isolate them. You understand? We're in a multipolar world, okay? It's not the unipolar world where everybody's built onto the backbone of SWIFT. It's not the unipolar world where the entire world is built off of what can clear a Fed wire. It's not the unipolar world where the United States simply calls the shots at abandon and everybody else has to deal with it. It's the multipolar world. What has it taught you? Have you been taking notes? Have you learned anything? Have you been watching this since 2013? Have you been saying to yourself, damn it, I kind of get it now. Have you been understanding what the ape has been telling you? Folks, sanctions, okay, if anything that you have learned anything at all, if you've learned anything at all, sanctions do not work in a multipolar world. Sanctions do not work in a multipolar world. Now, rebuttal to what I just said, many people would say, hey, you know what, V, well, what about, what about North Korea? Look how they came to the negotiating table. Well, well, how? How did they come to the negotiating table? Do you think North Korea came to the negotiating table without, without, without any sort of input, without any sort of, 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 of genteel coercion by China, specifically, and a little bit of Russia, with South Korea helping out and the U.S. as well? Do you do you not see that, the, or do you think that it was just a a, a unipolar act? It wasn't a unipolar act. You'd be crazy. Well, the sanctions were, were threatening them with sanctions. We've been threatening North Korea with sanctions for decades. What is there anything new? CJ, have we been sanctioning North Korea since 1954, Siege? Have we not? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what's different? What's changed? Nothing. Do you folks realize there's 129 countries that trade with North Korea since 1954? Sanctions hasn't stopped them before. You think it's going to all of a sudden? Wow, the U.S. just launched another round of sanctions. The U.S. is threatening sanctions against North Korea. Maybe we should stop. 
in the last 60 some odd years, 70 some odd years, the nations of the world, many nations, over 120 some odd nations of the world have been trading with North Korea. They have not stopped. Okay? See, again, this is why it's so important for you as an American to get out of your myopic view of the world. It's very important for you as American to get into a multipolar understanding of the entire geopolitical outlay. It's very, very important for you. Okay? Because of the simple fact is this. The chessboard. Okay, this is a chessboard. And it's, and it's a chessboard with not just one singular piece. It's a chessboard with multiple pieces on multiple ends. And in order for you to understand where the game is going, where the game is be is, is going to go and how it is going to be played, you got to have a look at the entire board. You can't look at one little black square or one little white square and be like, ah, that square, that one little square dictates the entire paradigm. No. No. There's multiple pieces on multiple levels that dictate multiple different paradigms of which we are hurtling through every second of the day. That's the reality, folks. Reality is that reality is in flux. Okay? Reality is that reality is in flux. And we can kind of predict where reality is going to go in the next several years. There's a rot and a decline that is set in the West. The, the Europe is done. Europe is never going to come back. There's never going to be a renaissance in Europe. There's not going to be any. Europe is so far gone. It is a it, 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 it is a feminized country. It's never coming back. It's never coming back. Europe, you can write them off. We'll, we'll, we'll read about Europe in history books. U.S. is the last bastion left in the quote-unquote Western civilization. The U.S. is gone. It's over. Okay, there's still a fighting chance here. There's still a fighting chance. But if we're gone, then it's over for Western culture to begin with. But there's still a fighting chance here. And I'm hoping and praying to God that there's a resurgence in an American renaissance led by this wonderful thing called the patriarchy. I love it. The patriarchy is the safest place for every man, woman, and child to be under. Okay? And we need to return. People say, well, we need to, no, we need to return to our classical hermetic republic. That's what we need to return to. Okay, classical hermetic republic, because that is what we are. We are a hermetic republic. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. But in the in the meantime, we have all the deep state stuff. We have all these charlatans thinking they can dictate to the world and they can they can sanction this and sanction that. It ain't gonna work. And like, here's an example: India. I think India right now is about the third or fourth largest economy on the planet. Saying, ah, no, we don't want to go along with this. Why? Because they're dependent upon Iranian energy. So if India is going to go along with Iran, guess who else is going to go along with Iran? Turkey. Turkey. Oh, yeah. No one is going to pay business to this. No one's going to pay attention to these sanctions, man. And that's the whole thing, Siege. That's the whole thing right there. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. The other thing, V, I want to jump into a little bit is, that, you know, who is actually giving Trump his intel? You know, the on again, off, off again, on again saga with north korea so yeah. we're receiving breaking news that apparently it looks like there's one of the senior officials from north korea uh, heading to the united states and this is after you know trump received intelligence information that that kim jong-un called pence a bad name <laughs> oh my god oh my god maybe maybe what should happen is this okay south korean president moon jay in in moon jay in has given new comments following Saturday's surprise summit with Kim Jong-un, saying the two agree 
but wanted to see Kim and Trump summit happen as planned on June the 12th. President Trump canceled the summit last week, but has since suggested it may happen after all. Moon says Kim reiterated to him his support for a deal on Korea-wide denuclearization as part of a commitment to meet, Mr. Uh, to meet President Trump. South Korea was instrumental in getting the Trump-Kim summit set up in the first place, and Trump's abrupt cancellation was, according to some South Korean analysts, something of an insult to Moon, who was not informed ahead of time, and it makes sense to them it makes sense then for Moon to be leading to push to save the summit. This was Kim and Moon's second summit in the past two months, and both were extremely successful. The two Korean leaders have agreed to seek a peace deal to end the Korean War, which began in 1950. A war, folks, a war, folks, that we did not do quite so well in. You know, it's really amazing, CJ, when you start studying, uh, really studying unbiasedly, okay, without any propaganda, what are these conflicts like Korea and North and, and Vietnam and you say to yourself, shit, man, we haven't even won a war. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I mean, we came to the tail end of World War II. Yeah, I get it. But in the tail end of World War One, but you, you understand how powerful, you know, propaganda is. But anyway, getting back to this whole entire thing. OK, um, who is who is in Trump's ear? Well, see, is there one person to you that stands out the most? Well, John Bolton, I mean, yeah, the mustache. <laughs> The diabolical mustache. Is that your nickname? <laughs> the maniacal mustache. <laughs> he, is the, he is the devil incarnate, but yes. Yeah, so this yeah. is yes, this is breaking. So this just, just apparently hit the AP that, that, in fact, there is a senior North Korean official that will be heading uh, to New York to plan, you know, make for, you know, further plans for the summit. And, uh, you know, Trump, you know, tweeting out. So obviously there's disruptive things in place to uh, try to keep this this meeting from happening, V. Of course. When you have an idiot like Bolton, the maniacal mustache, who has an, who has an IQ of a P, who has an IQ of a dung beetle, okay? The maniacal mustache, who's a, a cretin. I would like to hit John Bolton so hard that his mustache falls off. Like, literally. I would, I would smack <laughs> the mustache off that man's face. He disgusts me. John Bolton should make your stomach turn. John Bolton walks around and he smells like sulfur. Okay, why? Because he's from the pits of hell itself. Okay. John Bolton, John the maniacal mustache Bolton. Okay. When that blabbermouth, when you have a blabbermouth ne a neocon warhawk, a, 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 a bitch who hasn't even gone to a water gun fight in his life, a bitch who's never fought, a, a, who had never gone to a fist fight in his entire life, a bitch who's been probably one of those kids who've been bullied in school, a bitch, because that's exactly who John the bitch Bolton is, okay? When you got a guy like Bolton, okay, and the only thing that Bolton can do is, is say things like this in public and, and, and saying that uh, we want what we want for North Korea is for North Korea to wind up like Libya. And the North Koreans were absolutely inflamed, saying we're never going to be like Libya. What more inflammation? I would have fired the bastard son of a bitch right there on the spot. Okay, when you have guys like that, you know, with an earshot of you, guys like that walking around in your cabinet, guys like that hanging around for what? What purpose does he serve except as a muckety muck, except as somebody who is to inflame the world in, in, in the most vitriolic rhetoric possible? That is the only purpose of a John Bolton. John the bitch, the, the, the maniacal mustache, the, the, the loser, the wiener, the guy who's never even fought in a, you know, a day in his life, Mr. Ultra Warhawk. 
See, why is it it's the dudes that never been in a brawl that want to that want to fight first and shoot? You know, they want to shoot first and ask questions later. Why is that, man? Well, it's it's their authority. I mean, they they feel superior and not their physical means, but just in their for whatever reason they feel their their mental aptitude, which is is just such a falsehood, be craziness. It's insane, absolutely insane. They have no regard for human life because they feel they're they're the criminals. They're, they're, there's a there's a level of psychopath that you can find inside the eyes. If you look closely enough, if you look, if you're able to see past the mustache and look into the eyes of Bolton, there's nothing there but psychopathy, psychopathy at, at the at the highest level, a psychopath. He is a psychopath. I don't like Bolton. He's a psychopath. Pompeo is just pompous. Pompous Pompeo. He thinks he knows something. He's you know he's <laughs> gonna, you know he thinks he's the greatest wheeler and dealer. He's pompous Pompeo. Whatever. Okay, Nikki Haley's a dumb idiot. Just a stupid dumb idiot. I've called her out to that multiple times on Twitter. You are a dumb idiot. But anyway, you know, that's the kind of people. I mean, you have nothing but the, you know, and, and Paul could comment on this as well. You have a cabinet filled with who, who's your cabinet filled with? Neocons. Neocons. And you have the idiot Kushner, the idiot Jared Kushner out there. And, and he is the, the, the envoy of Middle Eastern peace. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all part of a grander strategy. Maybe QAnon has some things to comment about in, in regards to that. Uh, but Siege, it's uh, it's almost June. Uh, any yeah, arrests it, on your end? Any arrests, CJ? Any? N- no arrests, and it's interesting, you know, because over over the oh weekend, wait wait wait, there is one. I'm sorry. Who's that? Who's that? Harvey Weinstein. Y- yeah, Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Harvey Weinstein. I don't know if that's a, a a move by the good guys or that's just the deep state just getting sick of him decided to throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Maybe both. Who knows? Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just going to say just over the weekend, you know, there was some tweets went out by, uh, you know, WikiLeaks uh, addressing the, the QAnon uh, phenomena. And, you know, they, they and I don't have the images up. I'll bring them up later on. Uh, maybe one of them Paul's on, but yeah, they just pretty much said, "Listen, you know, we, we Julian Assange is still locked in the in in the embassy. He's been shut down from a lot of communication. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know psychological role playing, you know, at hand, and you know, really questioning out. So when that hit, <clears throat> when that hit the whole Q social media platforms and everything, it really created a a disturbance in the Q force." <laughs> You know, WikiLeaks would primarily, you know, call them out and say, "Listen, we, we don't, we don't believe this. We don't understand it." But again, just that that whole dilemma that's falling back into it with, you know, the events and the things that are unfolding that are happening versus benchmarking reality, and that's the world that that I live in. And you know, the three D, the four D chess, the things that are, you know, supposedly being, you know, played in in the background. Um, you know, we want to see some some realization of those things, you know, coming coming to place. And and with the the latest movement, some of the escalation, the 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 you know the things that are happening, I I just don't see it at this point. Uh, but again, you know, we still have the entire uh, landscape with the trust sessions, which I don't trust at all. We we broke that down last week. But one thing that's very interesting in regards to the whole thing with the Obamagate is there's new information be that's coming to us that's saying that that this whole thing you know does lead back to London you know kind of like what Harley Swanger and Larouche Pack have been discussing 
so basically, this article goes on to say, even before the Republican primary, a London to Langley spy ring had begun to form against Donald Trump. British spy sent to CIA director John Brennan in late 2015 alleged intelligence on contacts between Trump world and the Russians. And this is according to The Guardian. Here's a crucial paragraph to the story. GCHQ first became aware of the late 2015 of suspicious interactions between figures connected to Trump and known or suspected Russian agents, a source close to UK intelligence said. This intelligence was passed on to the US as part of a routine exchange of information they added. And, and as they specifically said that you would note that there is no stating in their Trump campaign figures connected, but appears this character V, this character Halper had won Brennan's confidence with a false report about Flynn in 2014. And this entire narrative has been constructed, has been continued uh, from the city of, of London. So, you know, this there's there's a, a lot of history here that ties specifically to London, to Obamagate, the false intelligence that they provided uh, to Brennan uh, that's led to where we are today. You know, we have, uh, we spent some time exposing the Stephen Halper guy. Okay, this is the guy that was during the 80s was, uh, you know, uh, exposed the uh, spying on the Carter administration during the elections. When Reagan was coming in, everybody knew Halper. This guy, this guy is, I mean, this is how dumb the deep state is. Okay, first of all, Brennan is a low IQ twit. He goes to Comey, who is an egotistical narcissist. And the egotistical narcissist and the low IQ twit decided to bring a guy out from retirement. This guy, Stephen Halper, this guy who everybody knows, this guy is the most visible, notorious guy. And what do they do? They send him to go spy on Donald Trump. And then they leak to the media that they have an insider on the who was inside the Trump campaign. And they start describing the insider. They start detailing who the, you know, what this entire, you know, this guy, who he is, what his back. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist for the media especially the idiot media that we have in this country, to figure out, wait a minute, is this Stephen Halper? Ooh, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We don't know. We're not going to tell you. And lo and behold, it's Stephen Halper, at the news of which CJ and I began to face palm ourselves and say to ourselves, oh, God. It's, it, I mean, literally, man. I mean, these guys, these people are stupid. They are so dumb. So dumb. And not only is the connection coming out between the Langley and uh, the 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 idiots in London, okay, the London to Langley spiring with MI5, MI6, but it's also coming out that you know it's 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 uh, it's it's folks, Wall Street and the city in London walk in lockstep, okay. It's it so don't think for one second that the CIA, the Langley boys, and the London boys aren't doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They create. They work hand in hand together. They create the same boogeymen. They create the same false flags. They operate under the same guidelines. It's pretty, pretty spot on stupid. Okay, spot on stupid. And um, when you look at it, right, uh, the whole thing with Carter Page, George Papadopoulos. Okay, these guys were also FBI informants. Then you have the moron Peter Strzok. Okay, more on Peter Strzok, who's you know who had to fly in to, to London on, on, on all sorts of shenanigans and this, that, and the other. It is unbelievable, Siege. Unbelievable, to say the least. And um, you can't make this up, man. You simply cannot make this up. It's crazy. Yeah, well, it's it's completely in Sessions' hands right now. You know, as we, 
we've covered that the Congress is asking for another, you know, special prosecutor because they don't feel that things are are happening as quickly as they would would like to. Uh, so these events will unfold. We're quickly entering into the second half of of 2018, getting closer uh, to those midterms, and we all know the the, the Democratic endgame, and that's to uh, remove President Trump. Uh, so you know, it, it's time to, for a major offensive V. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It is time. I mean, again, there's so much stuff out there that these guys are pretty much dead to rights. Um, you know, the more important take, did you see, uh, you know, speaking of dead to rights, have you seen uh, Hillary Clinton walking around in 90 degree Boston with an overcoat and a scarf? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that image of her. And it's like, uh, that is weird. It's like a heavy, long coat. I mean, yeah. obviously covering something, back brace or 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 something, B. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. It is. Uh, it's quite hilarious. Quite hilarious. Anyway, Siege, we're at the end of the show, my man. Uh, we got London Paul coming up uh, in about twenty minutes. So, folks, stay tuned here. Subscribe, like, share, comment. If you agree with me, disagree with me, agree with Siege, disagree with Siege, whatever the heck it is, whatever it is that's going on in your mind. But subscribe, like, and share. Share with your friends. Help us to grow in the time of YouTube. YouTube censorship and all the other shenanigans that, that goes on on the daily uh, over here on this platform. Uh, with that being said, CJ, we're over and out. Take it away, my man.